Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Reviews podcast, where if you want, review it. I'm your host, DC, and today I'm joined by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And the goal of this podcast is to bring a ton of reviews from movies, even TV shows, and some comic book stuff. This is the 27th episode of the podcast. So, for a thumbs up, thumbs down, we have two small segments today. The first one is um, Other, which is going to cover three things. Two reboots and some remakes, kind of, and then one new kind of concept. So, first up is Sony is deciding to move forward with um, Ghostbusters animated movie. So, it's going to be slightly different from the, the mood acts coming out now with um, Paul Feig and all the female Ghostbusters. So, um, I'm going to let you go first, Moss, and see what you think about it. Well... I think it's a great idea. Personally, I think it's a fantastic idea. However, being that the cast may be so very different considering they there's there's no real information, but the fact that they may make a Ghostbusters animated film and have a male cast and then have an all-female move uh live action film, I think that may take some wind out of the sails for this female cast. So I I see where they're going with the idea that coming out with an animated film before they come out with the live action film is to attract and generate buzz. I don't see how this movie may help the live action film and introduce these female cast members as, you know, viable Ghostbusters, which ultimately needs to be their end game. So hopefully the the biggest thing, I mean as you know, DC, with the way that, that animated films get made now, there's tons of potential. Mm-hmm. The What's going to boil down to the movie being a success or not, for me, is going to be the script. Mostly because it needs to tell a good story and hopefully, ideally, set up for the movie. Kind of like how not many people know, but like Chronicles of Riddick, there was uh, like animated film behind it that explain some pieces and then also the matrix later on had some animated films that tried to explain certain different aspects of the matrix and dynamics of the wachowski brothers through the eyes of different directors and it just gave you more of a feel that you were more you were more immersed in the story and you were more invested and I think that the Ghostbusters film can be the, this for the live action film. And I'll, I, I like the idea so far. Thumbs up. I'm just very cautious as to the direction they can take it because I, I see where this can go very wrong. Um, for me, I give it a thumbs up also just because I can see a, a great thing coming from this. If they have the animation that um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used, then this would be awesome. And of course, the story, if it's great, then it'll, it'll boost up even more. Would it take over or even take away from the live action movie? I guess not, in a way, just because it's going to have the buzz of the Ghostbusters out there. It'll, it'll help a little bit. It might semi, very little bit um, detract from the actual live action. But if you bring out a great property, then... All you're going to want to do is have a crossover eventually, which might might happen. Who knows? But um, Well, I, I think the biggest hurdle is because of the introduction that it's an all-female cast. So if you have an all-male cast in the animated film and then like six months, a year later, you have an all-female cast, I think that'll really 
take a lot of wind out of the sails for that female cast to be successful because of the precedent. I mean, this isn't just them, you know, remaking some silly movie. This is them remaking a cult classic. This is them remaking uh, a piece of American history. You know, Ghostbusters is in our culture heavily. And having women lead the way is going to be a big deal. So I think if they don't make that uh, type of um, proper handoff, it can be very disastrous. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully it does well, and I-, I think it will do well. Basically, when you come down to the the possibility of a crossover, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Both I agree. the the female Ghostbusters popping up on the anime series, well, anime movie, and then possibly a male version popping up on the actual live action would be kind of cool. So ho- hopefully yeah. something comes out very well. This whole scenario. Yeah. As long as I think, like I think we agree then that as long as the films complement each other, yeah. instead of you know potentially hinder, that's the only thing. So let's see where they take it. Because if they do like an origins where you know a Ghostbuster film that leads into like a prequel, like I, like we both have said, or anything that would predate the present the present live action film. I think that's going to be awesome. Yes, definitely. So let's keep the nostalgia going. So there's a Lethal Weapon reboot to happen in a TV series instead, instead of a movie. So Fox has been trying to get this off the ground a little bit, but it's, it's kind of weary just because it's with Fox, and unfortunately the track record isn't all that great with TV shows. So they're thinking about actually starting production either the beginning of next year or the end of this year so i'm, I'm not really sure I, i'll go first on this one i i kind of give it a thumbs down unfortunately just because i rather have it where they do a a reboot on the movie world instead of the actual tv world and take it away from fox definitely nowhere near fox <laughs> at all. just yeah. because, just because yeah. there's, there's, there's too many things yeah. to go wrong with fox and I'd rather have it where you bring these two characters and say, let's bring two new guys that are, are kind of like 21 Jump Street, kind of, but more grittier than than they are back for this whole series. Uh, it's one of those things where it's unfortunate to hear that now that they're going to try to bring it to the TV world, just as they did with Minority Report, which I didn't watch that TV show yet. And I'm kind of dreading to watch it just because I'm like, all right, the movie's awesome. Bring it to the TV world, yeah. it might it might suck, and it might come to a point where it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, it might it might make it fall apart. You're absolutely right. The it's, concept is very fragile. It's it's, it's too it's, crazy. It's really, really too yeah. crazy. But um, enough of me gushing about it. So, Moss, what are your thoughts about it? I am skeptical, just like you are, but for slightly different reasons. I I think that uh the theory behind Lethal Weapon being rebooted is a mistake. Only because if you remember all the hijinks and all the crazy things that Mel Gibson and Danny Glover got themselves into in the in the early 90s, mm-hmm. uh, it was all because 
they were allowed to like the PC John the PC culture that we have now didn't call for that. They got away with the most outlandish things that you could potentially think of verbally and physically. I'm talking about you got Mel Gibson being a crazy role cop mm -hmm. that does everything necessary and says whatever humanly possible. Teamed up with Danny Glover, who's the typical low key cautious angry grumbling black guy and he's also saying whatever the hell comes to mind and they get themselves into all types of hijinks solely because that was the theme and of the genre you got you had other series like die hard under siege other films that pushed the envelope in terms of action and also what you were allowed to say and do on camera that's not gonna fly on tv uh, how I don't know how they're gonna fit so much craziness going on like in a Lethal Weapon film in 44 minutes. You know that's gonna be <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a tall order. Uh, it, there was too much going on then that was permissible. That's not going to be permissible and not on the TV screen and especially not in Fox's hands. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. And unfortunately, they they picked the wrong wrong station to go with wrong wrong station. <laughs> really wrong yeah it's unfortunate but you know ho hopefully something comes okay of this we'll 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 see we'll see exactly so it is another oh nostalgic kind of um remake hack up happening right now and they're talking about actually making macgyver over wow, Ooh, is, i'm excited yeah, i'm excited already uh, thumbs up you go first thumbs up for me though Man. just so you guys know so um basically james wan is trying to bring it up with um cbs so i'm kind of okay with this just because cbs is having handling it and so far what they've done with their shows it's pretty pretty decent i i i don't mind it's way better than fox <laughs> i can say that <laughs> well so, they're, they're they're they are paying more attention yeah. cbs is paying more attention where fox is just blind leading the blind so yeah there's, there's a whole lot of directors um schedule with it and hopefully there's something that comes up pretty well and yeah. the only thing that kind of that kind of scares me a little bit is that they had limitless which just came out not too long ago i, I forgot to mention in the, the last segment but that that show i've heard so far that it's getting okay reviews so I, I'm, I'm okay with it for now i'll give this a thumbs middle just because it's cool to bring back MacGyver, but at the same time, it feels like they're doing the same thing with um, the other one, which is um, Charles Angels. We mentioned last week how they're getting a, a reboot also. I was like, all right, you guys are going way too much into the old style. Nostalgia. Kind of yeah, yeah the, the past. And it's like, there's nothing new. No no new IPs coming out. This, everybody's going back to the old well. I'm like, all right, let's find out what worked, worked in the 70s or the 80s and let's bring it back. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, next you Yeah, next thing you know, there'll be another Blazing Saddles. Yeah, keep, so. keep, keep wishing that. Keep wishing <laughs> that evil upon us. So it's going to be See crazy. how far they can go. So, um, Moss, what is your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, all right. I already said, I give this a thumbs way up. If anything is going to be transferable, it's MacGyver. The, the man made magic with a paperclip and a rubber band and some mm -hmm. gum. It's going to be so translatable just because it's going to be your everyday relatable things that you never thought to use that way. And, I mean, 
what was another version of MacGyver? Personally, and another show that really ran with that type of idea was something along those lines hasn't really been around. I mean, yeah, we've seen it in different forms, but MacGyver was unique. MacGyver was special. And I think that James Wan, and guys, I'm sure you may know some work of James Wan. Uh, he did Fast 7. He did the Saw series. He, he did Insidious 2. He's been in the works for a lot of things. The Conjuring, Annabelle. He's he's no, you know who he is, whether or not you know who exactly he is. I think he can make this really successful. And also, you got to remember, like I was saying, like if there's anything that's going to be translatable back to be brought back, MacGyver has the formula for it. You know, Charlie's Angels. You're going to constantly need to be rebooted because. Because, you know, the different styles and things you have to pay attention to. But MacGyver, again, he just makes magic with the most basic things. I think it's going to be glorious. It's just going to be awesome. Cool, cool. So, um, staying away from all this nostalgia stuff, we're going off to uh, Comic-Con 2015 in New York City. So, this is actually happening next week from October 8th to October 11th at the Jacob Jarvis Center. I really want to boo, but I can't. It's the first <laughs> time in four, five years that I don't go. And that's because I'm stuck in Florida. Tickets, okay. guys, if you don't know, were almost impossible to get right out. Sales constantly were, were, were skyrocketing. The service constantly were crashed. It was almost impossible to get anything. And if you got some, you're lucky. And you are very lucky, DC. Yep, so, just like me. I actually got <laughs> a four-day pass. I was one of those folks that was out there. That's, you're like Charlie in, in Chocolate Factory, man. You got the golden ticket. I don't. You're one of very, 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 very few. Yeah. But uh, it's it looks like they're slated to be a lot of exciting things. Mm -hmm. So, what are you excited to encounter when you go out there? Oh man, I'm excited to see Kishimoto. It's his first appearance oh. in America, I believe, at a con. So it's, that's it's, Masashi Kishimoto, the yeah. creator of the anime series and manga Naruto, mm -hmm. which DC and I both hold doctorates in. Yes. We, we can we can quote it all day. We can literally argue until the sun comes up. So yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Hopefully, you snap a picture of him and you slap him for some crazy things he did, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank him for me. It's, it's kind of cool to see that he'll be there. Plus, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow panel will be there as well. I believe this happened on Sunday. So it'll be kind of cool to actually see that happen. And Which, It's going to be very cool because we've already been introduced to several of the characters thanks to the Flash yeah. and the Arrow. And having the new the added members into that mix, it's going to be great to see and get a really good feel. So are you going to be attending that panel? I'm going to try to attend that panel. It all depends on how big the line is. Because the line's huge, and I'm like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to do it. But if, if possible, <laughs> I will be one of the folks actually in the line for that. Well, well, you know us nerds are loyalists to the core. Mm -hmm. So, there's, so other, there's other hmm. stuff up there, too. There's the Dragon Ball Z panels happening. I believe that's on... Which is going to be big. I believe that's on Thursday, and it's going to happen. Of course, Comic Man will be on Thursday as well. There's a whole lot of things happening each of the four days, so I will be there. I was lucky enough to be in, on, online and wait for a good hour and a half to get my ticket. Yeah, which just, was... just so you guys know, I have a friend who was on his tablet 
on his sister's computer, on his phone, and on his sister's phone, all at the same time trying to get tickets and only managed to get a Thursday pass. Yeah, it got crazy. It really it's, did. it's real. It, the struggle was very real, guys. It's going to be insane this year. Comic-Con only keeps doubling and doubling. However, completely outdone, but not to be unmentioned, I am personally going this weekend to the Wizard World Convention here in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida, because I, I got to get I got to get my fix. I <laughs> I'm sad, and it's it's kind of like downgrading in you know high quality to so to to low. I'm I'm back on Coleco Vision right now, but at least I have Coleco Vision. Yeah, with uh, Wizard World should be pretty cool. You get to see some cool <laughs> oh, stuff over there, you know? Well, they're going to have people like uh, Adrian Paul, who mm-hmm. is, you know, Connor McCloud in Highlander and the TV show, and a number of other people, including William Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy. See right there? You got some stars happening. What? Not Leonard Nimoy. Not Leonard Nimoy. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, what's his name? Judge the case should be there. There's going to be a number of TV shows, sci-fi TV show stars there, and that should be exciting. Also, you know, the circuit of WWE wrestling superstars and legends, and uh, you know, I, I like going to see what the artists are doing and yep. uh, what people, the small business owners that are creating stuff are selling. That's my thing, so I'm I'm going to enjoy that. The, the people down here. Uh, in Florida, pretty creative, and it's always a good it's always a good turnout in terms of small business owners showing their stuff. Cool. So I, I'm a, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited, but I mean I'm as excited as I can be for something that you know dwarfs next to New York Comic Con. <laughs> hey, it happens. So my Gosh. expectations again yeah. are. The panels that'll be there, of course, seeing the different artists that has different um, different posters and different drawings, be kind of cool to walk around and see that. Um, also, seeing the wrestlers there, there'll be a couple wrestlers there also, so it'd be kind of cool to actually see them. Probably shake their hand, take a picture or two with them, and just walk around and see all the cosplay that's gonna happen. That's probably one of my favorite pastimes is yeah. to walk around, like let's see who could hook a bunch together, like a Green Lantern Corps and like a different kind of. Um, well, the Deadpool together. army is gigantic. Yes, and unfortunately, they're much bigger than the Green. Well, I wouldn't say unfortunately because the Green Lantern Corps, as cool as it is, as cool as the Lantern Corps as a whole is, it still pales in comparison to the Deadpool army. Just because the Deadpool army has so much personality. I remember what was the last year, yep. um, DMC, the, the legendary rapper from the group Run DMC started his own comic book and he was in the artist's alley section and DC and I decided to meet up and we met up around there and when we started saying, you know, giving our introduction, saying hi, all of a sudden you just heard a loud ruckus and it was the Deadpool army, a group of like 45, 50, maybe more guys dressed up as Deadpool surrounded uh, DMC as he held up a little radio was playing Walk This Way and they were all chanting and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's very, very and they were crazy. doing chimichanga chants. They, they they had gotten DMC in trouble with security because he was causing too much chaos. <laughs> and it was it was brilliant. It was awesome. And it's those things that I look forward to as well because people come with such happy open hearts and it's just always a blast. Yeah, it is very, very cool. Especially when you see 
those Deadpool characters had different variations of each other. Yeah. So this very, very mad cool. I saw a Deadpool panda, a Deadpool yeah. regular guy. You see the Deadpool businessmen. Yep. You, you see them in the, their little like you know Hawaiian shirts and flip flops, like he's at the beach. You see them dressed up as uh, Deadpool ninjas. It, it, I've seen it. I've seen it all, and I've I've loved and appreciated every single one of them. Uh, uh, one really trippy thing that I saw this past year, because I also went to the Tampa Bay Comic Con, mm-hmm. and uh, the creepiest thing I'd seen, there were several girls dressed Mad Max style, like a post-apocalyptic steampunk style, and they had giant spears. Mm-hmm. And on the, the head of the spears, one girl had uh, Big Bird's head on a spear, and the other girl had Elmo's head on a spear, and they had feathers from like the girl who had Big Bird's head. She had yellow feathers in the form of a mohawk in her hair, and the other girl had red feathers scattered all over her hair. Like they just totally executed Elmo and Big Bird, and it was the cre- everyone was just silent as these two girls just walked by, and I thought it was just stunning and amazing. That's kind of epic. That's really that sound. Yeah, like that it. was very epic. I, I I honestly completely forgot to take a picture just because I was frozen in time with my brother. We were both just wide eyed and mouth hanging wide open, like oh my god, the disrespect. <laughs> and it was glorious. It was glorious. So that sounds like fun. What a, we we had to plan this properly so that the next Comic Con we can go to, we can we can uh, go cosplay. Yes, definitely definitely all right so um the next section that we have up here is called coming to theaters so basically there's three movies coming to theaters this week the three movies are the martian with uh, matt damon the walk with joseph gordon levitt legend with tom hardy so moss out of these three movies which one would you see this weekend honestly i'd see all three um the one I was mildly iffy on was the walk with joseph gordon levitt simply because i I was like, oh, what's this? And then I looked at the trailer and it's about the career of someone who's a tightrope walker Mm -hmm. and the challenges he faces. And personally, me and the Heights, we're not friends, (laughs) but I've always had an admiration for tightrope walkers, trapeze artists, you name it, athletes of all types and performers of all types because of the risks that they're willing to take to put a smile on people's faces and, you know, for whatever they can do. And uh, tightrope tightrope walking is very serious. And in the in the earlier nineteen in the earlier part of the nineteen nineteen hundreds, that was a really big thing. And uh, it's kind of gone out of fashion. So seeing this film, I think, is going to be really good. And Joseph Gordon Love, it's amazing. Yeah. He's a really great underrated actor. And uh, I hope I hope this film sees a lot of success because I think it ha- I think it's going to be really good. Legend. I mean, it's Tom Hardy. I was, I was, I was sold. <laughs> the it's there's very few things he's done that I haven't been totally, totally fond of. And of course, The Martian looks so amazing. I, I think I, I think that's going to be a film that I'm going to be so captivated that it's going to be hard for me to even have my own thought because I'm just going to be so focused <laughs> on a film. Oh wow, that's crazy. So, um, for me, I have it going down the same kind of way. Uh, Martian will be first, The Walk will be second, mm-hmm. and then Legend will be third. I actually watched The Walk already. I went to advanced screening for it. So, I saw that movie, and I thought it was pretty cool. Definitely pretty cool. Joseph Gordon-Levin actually had an awesome French accent, and he kept it going pretty pretty well through the whole movie. So, it's kind of cool to see that. 
The reason why I want to see The Martian is because visually it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just looks like um, gravity mixed with interstellar, and that's that's saying a lot. It really is. So having that plus the the big cast that's in this movie as well, and seeing how they all interact will be kind of cool. Plus the trails caught me from seeing Matt Damon just crack jokes about being in Mars and like, all right, I have to science the hell out this stuff in order to stay alive until they come for me. It's kind of cool. The legend legend is the only one that I'm kind of semi iffy on just because I'm not sure how it'll play out, but I know Tom Hardy's awesome actor and seeing that he's doing his double um, personalities. is kind of cool. But if I, if I had to see a movie, I would see The Martian. But you know what? I've seen several films, and as silly as it sounds, even from, like, The Parent Trap to, like, uh, Double Impact with Jean-Claude Van Damme, where actors take on two roles at once throughout a film, you know, playing that parallel. I think if anyone can do a really good job at it, I think Tom Hardy can excel at it. He's shown so much range that... I want I, if if anyone I want him to have that opportunity. So. Okay. Yeah. I I I'll definitely try to catch some. I've, I've been slacking to watch these movies the last couple of weeks just because school's been semi taking over a little bit just because I'm trying to finish up really really fast and really 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 quickly. So hopefully if all goes well I should be done at the end of this month and then in November I'll be full steam movies and that'd be awesome. Really be awesome. So. This is the end of the episode. You can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and iTunes at Bring On Their Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any questions you might have. You can also email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com and even visit the website bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, even this podcast. Uh, you can, uh, thank, I'd like to thank my boy Moss for being here today. Where can they find you on social media? It's always a pleasure to be working on on these things with you, DC. Uh, you can, you guys can find me on social media at on on Instagram at defiant underscore moss, and on Twitter you can find me at Goliath NYC. Awesome, cool, and you can find my Instagram and Twitter at Dwight and C. That's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. And you can also email me at dc at bringonreviews.com. And we'll catch you reviews next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>